0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Body Justice. I started this podcast because I believe that all bodies are good bodies. All bodies are deserving, worthy, and all bodies are whole just as they are. In today's world, it's ever hard to embody this as our truth. My mission is to create a space to process body image, eating disorders, and relationships through a justice oriented lens. I'm a licensed therapist in California and an eating disorder survivor myself. I know what it's like to be at war with myself and also to find peace again. Thank you for being here, and I look forward to being your host. Hey everyone, welcome to Body Justice. I have a bonus episode for you all today. I thought it would be good to take a little pause between the interviews and focus on a skill that I get asked about a lot from my clients. And that is, how the heck do I stop counting calories? Uh, This is a really hard one, not gonna lie, because you know what? It feels like it is so automatic, right? After spending so much time with an eating disorder that, you know, makes you track everything you're eating, or measure it, um, it can feel really hard to let this compulsion go. But the reality is this really is a compulsion. Um, It's an attempt to you know, make your eating disorder, it's an attempt from your eating disorder to make you feel like you haven't gone above the quote-unquote allotted amount for the day. And like all compulsions, they do give us a short-term sense of safety or control. We wouldn't do them if they didn't have A purpose, right? The problem is these compulsions keep us over focused on food and really stuck in the eating disorder mindset. Calorie counting, in particular, makes it really hard to just know how to listen to our body when our body's telling us it wants to eat something. Um, And it really kind of outsources our body's wisdom. Um, And so being able to tune back into your body and what your body's asking and knowing your body's needs. Um, is going to take you so much further in your intuitive eating journey than counting calories. Now, in the beginning of recovery, you might have to stick to a specific meal plan um, to kind of normalize your metabolism again and all that stuff. And this, is, this doesn't really apply to that. I want to make that clear that in those beginning of stages of recovery, you probably can't trust your body yet. That's okay. That's why you have, you know, hopefully a dietitian there to kind of help you find that normalcy and have some structured eating before your body starts giving you regular cues again. However, counting calories in general and eating disorder recovery is just not helpful. It is a compulsion that just keeps us over-focused on food when an overarching goal of recovery is to build our life outside of food. So, In order for food to have less control over us, we have to really work on reducing these compulsions. And like I said, calorie counting can just feel so automatic that it just seems to kind of happen without much awareness. Um, Many of my clients report feeling quite discouraged by this compulsion because they feel like they've already memorized so many nutrition labels and it just feels hopeless, right? But I want you to know it is not impossible to let go of this compulsion and it does take a lot of time and patience i'm totally not gonna lie about that Um, it can take a long time for that kind of automatic calorie counter to start to fade but eventually like building more awareness and using these tips i'm about to share with you can help it get better so a really good first step in reducing calorie counting is taking away the things that make this process easier For example, it's going to be much harder to commit to stop counting calories if you wear an Apple Watch or some kind of fitness tracker. Um, Also, the urge is going to be a lot harder when MyFitnessPal is still on your phone sending you notifications. I saw this meme the other day that was really hilarious. It was talking about how anyone that's had MyFitnessPal on their phone for two weeks should be entitled to be compensated for the emotional abuse that they were put under. And, you know, while maybe it wasn't exactly abusive, it certainly distorts our relationship to food and body because, again, we're outsourcing our body's wisdom onto this app that has nothing to do with your specific body's needs. So. You've got to remove these little things that make it just so much more easier and automatic for you to pay attention to them. So I always encourage my clients to take off the Apple Watch or reduce the time that you're spending it if it feels too hard to take it off completely or whatever fitness tracker you have. That could be my Fitness Pal. it could be the health app on the iPhone, whatever you're doing to kind of keep track or writing it down every day. Um, It's sort of like taking tequila shots in front of someone trying to recover from alcoholism. We gotta remove the triggers um, because it lessens the likelihood that you'll act on the urge. So even if you still start to count in in your head, eliminating the ability to record them um, definitely helps build awareness of just how much you're tracking. Because now, every time you go to look at your fitness tracker, you're going to think, oh, there I go again, trying to record this thing. And when you don't have access to it, you become more aware of how much you're doing it. It's kind of like if you've ever like broken a finger or something or dislocated a finger, and then you start to realize how much you actually used that finger. Um, Same thing here. So this is a really good one in terms of awareness building. Another one kind of like this is... um, crossing out, having someone maybe in your household or a friend cross out food labels um, or buy foods that you don't already know the calorie count information of and have someone cut it out put it in kind of just like a neutral container, take it out of the box, you know, break that habit of checking, right? So that's a checking compulsion. So now I know what you're saying is great. I can do that, but I've already memorized every calorie content for the foods I eat. Yeah, I hear you, this is the tricky part and it takes a lot of time to unlearn. I definitely used to struggle with this too. Um, what does help, and it's it's a long-term process, is committing to shifting your attention elsewhere when the counting starts. So you can start this by building awareness of when you are most likely to count calories. For example, um, you know, a lot of my clients report counting before, after meals, or at the end of the day. Um, You can keep a log of when this is happening, even if you're not ready to stop, just keeping a log of when you're doing the behavior. Um, This, again, helps you build awareness and helps you see, you know, what are your most vulnerable times for tracking? Is it at the end of the day? Is it at the beginning? Is it right after meals or before meals? And the more you become aware, the less just automatic it's gonna be, and you can start to shift your attention back to the present moment instead of being in your head. So the more you catch yourself in the moment, you can say, oh, there I go again. Okay, I'm going to shift my attention back to this song I'm listening to or this book I'm reading. Intentionally shifting your attention to something that is more healthy for you. Um, You can practice saying, like, I hear you, Edie, and I'm not going to focus my attention on you right now. I'm going to read this book. I don't need to figure this out. Basically, you're starting to act as if the calorie counting is irrelevant, even if it's kind of still going off in the background. Just showing your ED doesn't have that much meaning, even if you don't feel like that yet. I know you're probably thinking, yeah, but I I don't feel like that. It's kind of like acting as if. So we show your brain that there's actually other things it can pay attention to. Um, So committing to doing that over and over and over and over again, like I said, it's going to take a while. Um, And then, you know, asking for some accountability, asking your partner, a friend, a roommate, your parents to help you with this, maybe, you know, share with them you're trying to keep track of this, you're trying to kind of be more aware of when you're doing this, and just having someone there to help kind of keep you accountable. Like, Hey, have you noticed when you do this the most, you know, and, and then really exploring a little deeper, like in those most vulnerable times that you're tracking, I always encourage my clients to ask yourself, like, what am I actually needing? What am I actually wanting? What's the function of this behavior? Is it a felt sense of control or safety? Like, What is it that you're actually going for? Permission to eat? really focus on that and see if there's another way to get that met and see what you would tell someone else. You know, would you tell them, yep, if you count your calories, you're for sure going to be safer or you're for sure going to have more certainty or more control in life? Probably not, right? Like it's helping you have this false sense of control over food, but in the end, it ends up controlling you anyways, right? So definitely keeping track and exploring that function. And you know, if if you're thinking, well, it's to try to lose weight, duh, or because I'm a, I'm afraid of gaining weight. Well, I also want to remind you here that bodies are built to maintain weight that is genetically determined for you, regardless of when intake fluctuates. So you have a set point weight range. It's a ten to fifteen pound range, and it can fluctuate throughout life. But this is why you know usually with quote-unquote diets, we might lose a little weight at first, but there's going to be a point when your body fights back to keep you in this range. That's what people call the quote-unquote plateau, right? Really, this is just your body keeping you safe. Your metabolism starts to slow down. Your set point weight rises. This is why so many diets fail and why 95% of people regain the weight they lost in three to five years. So your body's weight is so much more than calories in, calories out. You know, this little part of your brain, the hypothalamus, um, and your metabolic functioning and your genetically predetermined set point all control your weight way more than calories do. So really giving up this kind of myth that we don't really have as much control as we think we do in the long term. So debunking these diet culture myths with true weight science um, is really helpful in understanding that the calorie counting really just isn't. Number 1, it's it's not helpful, right? And it's it's not going to do what it what it sets out to do anyways um in the long run. So why are we doing it? And again, like this is all about unlearning that you know, your weight is separate from your worth. So, again, challenge the eating disorder thoughts with the true science um, and exploring those underlying needs. Sometimes we do this out of anxiety You know or it gives us that permission to eat but try to meet that underlying need instead so for example if it's anxiety that it helps you reduce by tracking your calories can you start practicing things like meditation or yoga or you know my favorites are like sitting in nature journaling or reaching out to a friend even if you still act on the behavior can you commit to trying one coping skill first over time, this really helps kind of rewire those automatic neural pathways that are so fixated on going right to the calorie counting. Um, And then, you know, if it's about permission to eat, can you practice asking yourself instead, am I hungry? Is it time to eat based on my meal plan? Because you might not always have hunger cues. Am I craving a certain taste? Totally valid reason to eat. Has it been over three hours since I last ate? These are all great reasons to eat you know when we go over three hours without eating our blood sugar levels typically start to decline um and for that for our body to function best we need to keep it nourished regularly so check in with yourself check in with your body if you if you can't listen to your body yet because it's still you know in that beginning of phase of recovery ask yourself is it time to eat based on my meal plan has it been over three hours okay then you should probably have a snack or a meal so you know your body better than an arbitrary calorie tracker please and even if you don't know it better yet your dietitian your support team people that have your best interest at heart not the diet industry they know the science they know your body so overall i want you to be patient and give yourself compassion with this process it's a really hard one to let go of Um, and it certainly doesn't happen overnight. Um, It can take years for it to completely fade, but over time it really does. It gets quieter, becomes less and less important, less and less relevant, the less attention you pay it. Um, And in the meantime, practice these skills and give yourself some grace. It's not going to go perfectly, and you're doing such a hard thing. It can feel like disobeying your eating disorder, like you're doing something wrong, but Just know that when you disobey your eating disorder, you're saying yes to a full and meaningful life, and you deserve that. (sighs) It's my absolute pleasure to share these little tools with you all because I wish I had, you know, these kind of tools and resources when I was struggling. And from someone that's been there, I can tell you it, it does get better if you or a loved one want help with this, please don't hesitate to reach out to my practice. You can find me on my website, www.eatingdisorderocdtherapy.com. You can also find me on my Instagram, at bodyjustice.therapist. Um, a lot of people struggle to do this kind of work alone, so definitely know support is available. Um, I also have my online recovery course. If you go to my Instagram or my website, you can go to the link in my bio or the tab on my website that says courses, Um, And you can find access to my online self-paced recovery course where you'll get more tools just like this. So I'm sending you a big virtual hug and this does get better. Thank you guys.